Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. Thank you, please, please. Thank you, Lord. Join me in welcoming our online audience and TV audience. And if you're ever in the Colorado Springs area, um, stop by and see us. You see, the event of the last few weeks in this country, uh, we pray for those that have also families and towns that are impacted, that God will come for them like only he can. And sometimes people have questions when things like this happen. Let's look at some scriptures um, that will help us understand some things and help us to stay with God no matter what happens. Now, turn with me to Proverbs 26, verse 2. I'll read it from the classic King James. He says, as the bird by wandering and as the swallow by flying, so the cares causeless shall not come. As the bed by wandering and as the swallow by flying, so the cares causeless shall not come. So every time the cares comes, there is a cause. Key issue. Sometimes you may not understand, we'll have questions, but let get this settled. Every time the case comes, there is a cause. Now, is your country is made up of people. Notice what the Bible says in Isaiah 24. Isaiah 24, again from the classic King James, from verse 5 to 6. He says, the earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof. Because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinances, broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore, the curse has devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men left. You see, Adam transgressed. That is what caused the earth to be cursed to be introduced into the earth. The Bible says that because of what you have done, curse is the ground for your sake. So the curse is already out here in the earth. Now, do you know that even when the pandemic and COVID came around, some nations suffered very minimal impact? You see, when certain things happen in nations, notice here this verse is saying. They have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinances, broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore, the curse devours, and they that dwell in are desolate. The inhabitants thereof are bare. And you see, our prayers for this nation is making the difference. Making a difference. Certain things are changing. And the poor devil is angry. The Bible says in Revelation chapter twelve. Verse 12, he says, Therefore rejoice ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows he has but a short time. He has a very short time. So he has great wrath. But I pray in the name of Jesus. So, so every time something happens, if you don't understand it, always stay on God's side. The cares causeless won't come. 
If you don't understand it, you just ask God to reveal it to you. And if it's not revealed to you, you always stay on God's side. The curse does not come from God. When certain things happen, sometimes in your life, in a family, in a nation, the curse does not just come. No, 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 no. So I pray in the name of Jesus that may you be protected. And you don't need to be afraid. No, don't, don't be afraid. Always stay on God's side. Amen. I hope this helps. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, there is a remnant that the people of God, things are changing. And there's always in every generation uh, people that will always stand for God. I was in a pastor's conference this week and um, things, are, things are happening across the nations. I heard this um, story in Yama, and, and we have we have uh, we just did a pastors' conference not long ago for, for the pastors in Yama, and the healing book has been translated into their language as well. But there was this testimony that I heard uh, that a certain man died, and when he died, uh, because he didn't know the Lord, he ended up just at the gates of hell. And when he got there. Uh, the demons uh, were, were telling them, these are, these are the, the people that don't believe in Jesus Christ. This is where they end up. And then all of a sudden, he saw, he saw heaven, or he was transported to the gates of heaven. And um, a being there told him, now go back and tell your people that they are deceived. And they were in the process of carrying him. Um, to bury him and all of a sudden this person that was dead comes back alive and, and says look all of you are deceived so the investment that we are making in some of these nations and the prayers make a difference the devil is not bigger than God and I pray in the name of Jesus that may God reveal himself to you in this season in Jesus mighty name and thank you, Lord. We are getting ready for Tanzania, the crusade and the pastor's conference this summer. And people are so excited. <laughs> Do you remember in Mark chapter 6? You see, Jesus always also went where he was celebrated. And the vessel that you celebrate would determine the virtue that you receive. Now, in Mark chapter 6... Thank you, Lord. Mark chapter 6. So I pray in the name of Jesus, in this season, the best thing you can do for yourself and your family is to seek covering in God's house and in God's presence. But in Mark chapter 6, from verse 1, he says, Then he went out from there and came to his own country and his disciples followed him. When you are teaching and preaching, sometimes people ask why are things not working? I can help you by the word of God to determine why. Um, it says, and when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Jose, Judas, and Simon, 
and are not his sisters here with us so they were offended at him but jesus said to them a prophet is not without honor except in his own country among his own relatives and in his own house now he could do no mighty work there except he laid his hands on a few sick people and heal them and he marveled because of their unbelief then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching now jesus is i mean he's, he was an itinerary preacher and sometimes you go into the synagogues and preach or sometimes you have an open air meeting so he's in his own hometown and the people are wondering, I mean, where, did, where is this wisdom coming from? Where is, I mean, why are such mighty works performed by his hands? Then all of a sudden they switched. And they said, this is the carpenter. Uh, didn't he just make a furniture for me two weeks ago? <laughs> I know him. I know his mother, I know his, his, his brother, I know his sister, I know all his relatives, I know it, where he lives. I just went to his shop and collected furniture two weeks ago. Who does he think he is? <laughs> That's what they said. Is that what we just read? <laughs> That's what they said. So <laughs> and they were offended at him. If a prophet is going to come from somewhere, it's not, is this not Nazareth. No, no, no. This is not a place he's going to come from. Maybe some other, other place. And because they were offended, notice the Bible says, it says a prophet is not without and except his own country among his own relatives and his own house. So because of that, he couldn't do any mighty work there. Except he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Was he not as anointed as in Galilee as he was in his own place? If you read the account in Luke chapter 4, they actually wanted to throw him overboard. So he just quietly left. But he was just as anointed in Capernaum, in Galilee, as he was in Nazareth. So, <laughs> I just said that to say this. See, it's so easy um, because sometimes I stand here, I preach the word to you all week after week, week after week. It's so easy uh, to take it for granted. But I pray familiarity is one of the things that can hinder you from receiving. When I was in the Philippines, I was like, wow, these people were just pulling. And, and the same thing will happen in Tanzania. And, and, and more countries are opening. I was talking to a pastor with, um, some, uh, when I was at the pastor's conference. But, but, but the point is, I pray in the name of Jesus that you may, everything that God has planned and purposed for you in this season, may you not pass you by. Amen. I said, may it not pass you by. Amen. I said, may it not pass you by. Amen. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. God has something planned for us in June. We are going to enter into a season of prayer. Starting on Wednesday and then on Friday we'll, we'll come out at 10.30 at night. And pray. And as we are praying, things are changing. Amen. I said things are changing. Amen. I said things are changing. Amen. 
Somebody said, why do you pray at night? <laughs> me, that's how I was introduced. When I got saved, the people I was running, running with did all night pretty much every Friday. And it gets you going. Do you remember the Apostle Paul? When he got saved, he got started with three days fasting. This, there was this gentleman, even if you are going to classes, you, you will make us fast three days. And let us go for all night on Friday. And my God. <laughs> That's the kind of things that we saw. So I'm trying to help you. When Jesus had to choose his disciples, when you have to make decisions, when things come up, you see, I can pray for you, but the best person to pray is to pray for you for yourself. Somebody can say they are praying for you. How can you guarantee that they are praying for you? <laughs> I realized that a long time ago. <laughs> the best person to pray for me is me. <laughs> Jesus had to choose his disciples. These were the people that ultimately he will entrust the gospel into their hands. So when he had to do that, notice what he did. If you, if you don't have a lot to pray about, it's okay. I mean, you, can, you can sleep. But this is not a time to be asleep. <laughs> Luke chapter 6 learn something Luke chapter 6 I like preaching and we all get excited but it's, it's, teaching is good if you read about Jesus he spent more time teaching than preaching you go through the gospels and realize how many say taught, teach, taught, teach now in Luke chapter 6 verse 12 notice this he says thank you Lord and it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night how long how long how long how long how long all night in prayer to god and when it was day he called his disciples to himself and from them chose 12 whom he also named apostles the decision was so crucial he spent all night praying about it that may not have been the only thing he prayed about but we know that he sees before this decision he prayed all night how long did he pray Okay, Lord. This June, you, 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 we will pray. We'll take their prayer to another level. I said we'll take their prayer to another level. And things will change. I said 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 things will change. 
If you don't want things to change, you can keep sleeping. <laughs> but if you want things to change, we will pray this June. I said we will pray. And our prayers are already making a difference. My God. Thank you, Lord. All right. This is just the appetizer. My God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm so happy. Because I know what's coming. God is not dead. No, 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 no. God is alive. You see, okay, let's, let's switch into our lesson for today. You see, uh, we've been talking about our identity in Christ. And for you to make it in these days and times, you need to know who you are. And you see, um, we said this, that's the question that people normally ask whether Christians, non-Christians, is who am I? Why am I here? And where am I going? I need to know my identity. I, know, I need to know who I am. And for you to really make a difference and for you to walk in victory, you need to know who you are. You can go back on this lesson and catch up. That is for me, that what made the difference for me in early on in my Christian work. And I've lived it for a long time and I've seen results and continue to see results. And I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, as you discover who God has made you to be, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may your life be transformed. I said, may your life be transformed. I said, may your life be transformed. You see, we just read Mark chapter 6. When the people rejected Jesus' ministry, the Bible says he went about the villages teaching. He marveled at their unbelief. What is he going to do about their unbelief? The cure for unbelief is teaching. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8, verse 22. Romans chapter 8, verse 22. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my God. He says that, for we know that the whole creation groans and labors with bedpangs together until now. For we know the whole creation is groaning and laboring with bedpangs until now. What are they waiting for? He says, if you read the prior verses, verse 19, Romans 8, 19. Let's start from verse 1. He says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. The creation is waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subject it, subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Then he goes on to say that the creation is groaning with bad pain. Waiting for the manifestation of the children of God. 
Now, you see, there is always a remnant in the earth. No matter how wicked and how dark it gets in the earth, there is always a group of people, a remnant of people in the earth. And so, gross darkness may cover the earth, but in the midst of it, covenant people and people that make the decision to walk with God will prevail. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I see you prevailing in these days and times. I said, I see you prevailing in these days and times. I said, I see you prevailing in these days and times. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, the darker it gets in the world, the more brighter the church will keep shining. Don't get deceived. God is not coming. Jesus is not coming for a weak church. He's coming for a strong church. And I see you as part of that army in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I said I see you as part of that army in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2. Isaiah 60 verse 2. He says, behold, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. Amen. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your horizon. Darkness will cover the earth like it, it does right now. And deep darkness the people but the Lord. Somebody say by the Lord. Shout it by the Lord. Shout it by the Lord. Will arise over you. And his glory will be seen upon you. A time is coming and now is when you walk into that place. The people will see the glory of God on your life. They will begin to approach you and say, my Lord and my God. There is something different about your life. There is something about you that I need. I need it. I need it. I need it. Can you show me how? And you will tell them that Jesus is the way. The truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through the Lord Jesus. You may be watching online or you are tuned in on TV. You are watching, my Lord, we love you enough to come to you with this message. Jesus is the only way. The darkness and gross in your life and gross in your family. In the mighty name of Jesus, the only person that can bring light is the Lord Jesus Christ. And as you receive him into your life, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I see him taking your life and transforming it and using it for his glory. Oh, my Lord and my God. Notice how he describes us in 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. My God, verse 9. This is who you are. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. For what? That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into your, his marvelous light. Who once were not a people, but are now the people of God. Who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. We are a chosen generation. 
a royal priesthood, a ro holy nation, his own special people. To proclaim his praises. Who called you out of darkness. Gross darkness covers the earth. But you are being called out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Into the kingdom of the son of Islam. And we discovered last week, when you, when you are on U.S. soil, anybody on U.S. soil cannot be arrested by a Canadian police officer. That's not his domain. My Lord and my God. Have this consciousness that you are in a kingdom. A kingdom is different from a democracy. Thank you, Lord. One of the first things that Jesus Christ talked about when he came was he came to reveal the kingdom of God. Notice one of his first messages. Matthew chapter 4 verse 17. He says, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That means that the kingdom of God has come very close to you. Repent means to change your mind. To change your way of thinking. Because a kingdom operates totally different. In some parts of the world, they still have kingdoms. They still have kings. And he says in Colossians 1.13, and we just saw in 1 Peter 2 verse 9, he says, Colossians 1.13, he says, he has delivered us from the power or the domain of darkness, the authority of darkness, and conveyed us into the kingdom. That word kingdom is significant. Of the son of his love. In whom we have redemption. Through his blood. The remission of sins. So he says repent. The kingdom of heaven. Is at hand. You see when God created Adam and Eve. He gave them dominion. Notice what he says in. Thank you, Lord. Psalm, Psalm 8. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 8. He says, For when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You've put all things under his feet. My God, thank you Lord Jesus. The work of your hands, so God makes I mean, the moon, the stars, 
and all these things. Then he says, what is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you visited. Oh, how God longs to visit with us. We talked about this last week. He longs for fellowship. That is the whole reason for this thing. You have made him a little lower than the angels. That word for, for angels is Elohim. You've made him a little lower than God himself. The image of God is in us. As close as possible as he could make it us in his image and in his likeness. And he says that you have crowned him with glory and honor. So before Adam fell, they didn't know that they were naked. They were just walking around with their, happy with their naked self. <laughs> they didn't know. They were crowned with glory and honor. That was God's original plan and purpose. It's after the fall that they realized that, oh, something has happened. We've changed. But he says he gave him dominion over the works of your hands. And you put all things under his feet. God gave them, put them in charge of everything that he had created. Oh my God. Is if if you ever rented a house, when the landlord or landlady gives you the key, they can't just come in and if you are paying your rent and, and do what you are supposed to do. Really, that word dominion has the idea of a lease. They don't just come in without authorization because you are the one in lease to you. So the dominion that God gave, you see the problem sometimes with us, it's not the things we believe about Jesus, but the things that we believe about ourselves. I'll repeat it again. The problem with us is not the things that we believe about Jesus, it's the, the things that we believe about ourselves. When God conferred dominion and authority, he, he really did it. Do you remember Matthew chapter 4 when Satan was, uh, and Luke chapter 4 as well, was tempting Jesus? He made a statement and said, All these things have been delivered unto me. Luke chapter 4, verse 5, he says, Then the devil. Taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. This was a temptation. Who delivered it to him? The authority and the dominion that Adam received. He turned it over to the enemy. And now he's tempting Jesus with it. And he said, you come and we're just worshiping and I'll give it to you. Jesus said, no, no, no. 
I'll go get it the right way. And thank God he did. I said, thank God he did. I said, thank God he did. I said, thank God he did. And delivered it to us. One time, a certain prince in Portugal, and he said to his father, I need a kingdom. And the father said, if you need a kingdom, let's go, go capture Brazil, and I'll make you, uh, I'll give that whole territory to you. So, so long as the king sits, get this please, so long as the king sits in Portugal and the son is in Brazil, the son in Brazil is the one with the dominion over the place. When he goes to Portugal, he's a prince. But when he's in, when he's in Brazil, at the time, he is king over that place realize that in Christ Jesus the dominion has been restored my God so the king of Portugal now is king of king the Bible calls us calls God king of king Because God told Abraham that kings shall come out of your loins. Folks, we are not common folks. <laughs> My God. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that we will walk in the fullness of who he has made us to be. You see, back in, the in those times when they used to colonize places, uh, for instance, in Haiti, they speak French because the French colonized it. And the idea was, wherever, whichever territory they go to take, uh, they are bringing the culture of where they are coming from to take over that territory. And turn it into the culture that resembles where they are coming from. So we have been redeemed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. But he calls us ambassadors. We have been deployed from heaven and we are here in the earth. And wherever we find ourselves in the mighty name of Jesus, the goal is to turn that place. To reflect where we are coming from. Oh my God, my God, my God. That is why he calls us the salt of the earth. That is why he calls us the light of the world. We are the ones adding flavor to this earth. <laughs> Oh, the people of the world may not acknowledge it, but that is the case. <laughs> that is the truth. In fact, when we get out of this place, this place will start stinking real bad. It will be terrible. <laughs> Please, Jesus is coming soon. Get ready. And if you are, get ready right now. Somebody say, I'm going to try to get on the second bus. Please, don't count on that. <laughs> 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 get on the first bus <laughs> get on the first bus be 
because when, when the tribulation comes, it's going to be terrible for you to stand. Matthew 5.13 You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing, but we thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are what? The salt of the air. Salt adds flavor. That's who you are. No, we are no weak worms of the dust. No, 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 no. <laughs> we are children of the Most High God. We are ambassadors. We have been deployed. We are on a mission. And so everywhere you find yourself, you are adding flavor. At that workplace, you are adding flavor. In that neighborhood, you are adding flavor. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in that house. So it's getting darker in the world but the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and the people of God will keep shining. I said we'll keep shining. I said we'll keep shining. In fact, we'll keep shining in all areas of life. There's always a remnant of people in the earth. Is it God? Jesus, God paid a great price for you. To redeem you because you are valuable. You are so valuable to God. That he sent his only begotten son. Jesus Christ. To come and die for you. Even if you are the only person in the world. God will do it for you. Think about it. Thank you Lord Jesus. Oh I love his way. Thank you, Lord. So what is our response to all of us? The key is to know who you are. Notice what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. He says, examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Do you not know yourself that Jesus Christ is in you unless you are disqualified? So, he says, examine yourself. Test yourself. Do you not know yourself? So, do, do a self-examination. Test yourself. Whether you are in the faith. And do a test. Do an assessment. Am I in the faith? Am I standing for God? Am I living for God? Is, am I valuable to God? Useful to the master. Test yourself. Examine yourself. And he asked a question. Do you not know yourself? That's an important question. That's a terrible thing to live and not know yourself. Do you not know yourself? 
Do you not know yourself? Do you not know yourself that you are created in the image and in the likeness of God? That you are a new creation. Your past is past and gone. Do you not know yourself that Jesus Christ is in you? Oh, my Lord and my God. Do you not know yourself? You can reword it out. Do you not know yourself? Who am I? Think about it. Jesus Christ is in you. My God. The Corinthian church was, was an interesting church. They had a lot of problems. But they were also a church that excelled in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But you see, with all their issues that they had, he still wanted, them, wanted to bring them up to the place where they could enjoy what has been made available to them. So, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse chapter 1 to chapter 3, study it when you have some time. For instance, in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 7, he says that so that you come, in, you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. They came short in no gift, no manifestation. The gifts were in manifestation in the church. But he said just because gifts are in manifestation doesn't mean that they've arrived. So he goes on to tell them some of the things that are going on. He goes on to tell them some of the things uh, that are happening. For instance, when he gets to just chapter 1 verse 10, he says, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. These are the people operating in the, in the gifts of the Spirit. For he says, it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. You are fighting among yourself. This is the same church. And notice he said, it has been declared. Somebody told me. Then he goes on to talk about all these things. And then later on, he said, despite all your problems, all things are yours. So, you can be having issues. You may not have arrived yet, but this is what is available for you. Come and get it. And walk in the fullness of it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 22, he says, whether Paul or Apollos or Sapha or the world or life, or death, or things present, or things to come, all are yours. Everything is yours. Everything that has been made available in redemption is yours. And you are Christ, and Christ is God. 
I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that in this season, all that God has planned and purposed for your life, may you walk in the fullness of it. I said, may you walk in the fullness of it. I said, may you walk in the fullness of it. I said, may you walk in the fullness of it. All things are yours. Pastor, I'm not living up to it. Oh, it doesn't make any difference. It's all yours. Rise up. Do you not know yourself? Do you not know yourself? My Lord and my God. All things are yours. In chapter 3, from verse 1, he keeps going downwards. He says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. These are the people walking in the manifestation of the Spirit. And he's calling them that they are still babies. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you are not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able. For you are still carnal. Carnal means body rule. That's, a, that's an easy way to understand it. That means that your body rules you. Your five senses rules you. <laughs> he says... I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able. But you are still carnal, for where there are envy, strife, divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like men? Ordinary people. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of the children of God. In the name of Jesus, the phrase I want you to focus on here is mere men, mere people who do not know themselves. Ah, but in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, there is always a remnant. I'm looking at a company of people. In the mighty name of Jesus, there is a remnant of people. As we begin to understand and know who we are, oh my Lord and my God, we will manifest the glory of God. We will manifest the love of God. We will manifest the power of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I see you as part of that army. Spiritual people. We are children of the most high God. Jesus indwells us through the person of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Oh my God. I like that. I love this. What is our response to all of this? Let's be like Jesus. Who knew what he, who he was? And at the age of 12, Jesus went to Jerusalem with his family. And when they went, they went to Jerusalem. Jesus was in the company. 
And the Bible says in Luke 2.46, it says, now it was after three days that they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. You mean to tell me you have a 12-year-old? The 12-year-old has gone missing for three days and you didn't know? <laughs> Lord and my God. There's a spiritual lesson in there. Sometimes, that's why we just came back from 1 Corinthians, where he was 2 Corinthians 13.5, where he says, test yourself and examine to see if you are in the faith. Sometimes, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Some people have left him and they don't know that they've left him. It's Jesus Still in your company. Those watching on TV, online, wherever you may be, is Jesus still in your company? Is he still on your side? Or have you left him and you are going about doing your own thing? Maybe one time you loved the Lord, you were in fire for God. Or are you now in the company? Are you in the company of people? still love him and serve him and are living for him. Three days. They didn't know that Jesus was not with them. It was a big company. but Three days is a long time. No matter how far you have gone, I pray in the name of Jesus, the days in the earth are getting darker and darker. This is the time to take God seriously more than ever before. And I see you being consistent in Jesus' name. I said, I see you being consistent in Jesus' name. I see you being consistent in Jesus' name. Uh, but the, this, was, this was just a side journey. Sometimes the side journey help, helps people more than anything else. In verse 49, they found Jesus in the temple. This is where we were, go we were going with this. They were looking for him. He says, and they, he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? I know who I am. And the reason I know who I am, the purpose of all this we've been talking about, is so that we will be about our father's business. That is the greatest life you can live on the earth. I am here on a mission. We are here on a mission. We are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. You will add flavor to wherever you find yourself. Your light will keep shining brighter and brighter. Amen. So every day, wake up and say, Lord, how can I be the light? Let my light keep shining brighter and brighter. 
the Bible says, thank you, Lord Jesus. Proverbs 4, verse 18. This is, this is a picture of you. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Dimmer and dimmer. No, 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 no. Your path keeps shining brighter and brighter. Your light keeps getting brighter and brighter. Light up the world with your candle. Everywhere you find yourself, just say, Lord Jesus, this week, in the next 30 days, use me to influence somebody. Use me to lead someone to the Lord. Use me to make a difference. Use me to pray, not just for my needs, but for what you want to do in the earth and in the life of others. And as you do that, God will take your life and use it for his glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus. May your generation serve the Lord. May you serve the Lord and your generation. May your children and grandchildren, if Jesus turns, serve the Lord. May May your generation be counted as people that are on fire for God. May no one of your seed end up in hell. May you see your children and children's children join you in heaven. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May they walk in their blessing and not their curse. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May your life be a blessing. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.